Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, I am Roseanne and welcome to this episode of the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast, where we will be having another chakra chat. I'm giving you a new series of conversations with people who work in lots of different modalities in the field of energy work. And today I talked to Cara Nicole Bittar, who is a Kundalini yoga teacher based in North Carolina. I really love meeting people from all over the world whose work is totally aligned with mine, but who come at it from a slightly different angle. Because I totally acknowledge that we all need to find the method or the modality that works for us. And I want to learn about and share all these beautiful ways that there are to access our energetic body. Now, Cara had built a really successful career as a high-flying attorney but was desperately unhappy and felt really unfulfilled by the career and the lifestyle that she had been striving for all her life. So brave lady, she quit her job and she went searching for the thing that would make her feel whole. She really went on a journey of discovery, but found her answers and her peace within Kundalini Yoga. And now she shares her learning and experiences with us and with others in her classes and courses. I really hope you enjoy our chat. I learned so much from Cara and loved meeting her. As usual, I take a running start at our conversation. So here goes. Um, but I'm I'm really delighted to be talking to you because you are a Kundalini yoga teacher. Am I yes. right? Yes, fantastic. <laughs> I am. Yes. I need to give you a little bit of, of my history as well because yeah, please because it makes me laugh. So I'm I'm obviously a yoga teacher as well, but I'm based. My training was in Iyengar, which okay. is um, you know fairly different. I feel to Kundalini, and I have had one interaction with a kundalini class that blew my mind so I was in Australia with my family and we were staying in Byron Bay and it was beautiful as Byron Bay is spectacular and Byron Bay is quite hippie kind of and there's a lot of yoga going on there and I wanted to do a yoga class and we were there for for a little while and the Iyengar yoga studio was like way up the highway we didn't have a car and I would have had to sort of walk you know it was really hot and I was like no I don't want to walk that far I'm just gonna I want to do yoga on the beach or near to the beach so I'll find a class that's near to the beach so I found this class didn't really know I thought yes Kundalini is whatever but it's in the right location (laughs) So I went along to this class and I had, in all honesty, I had not been having a great time. Um, me and my husband had been rowing and I was just like, I was in a, not in a good place. And so I walked along the beach in my yoga kit, which at the time comprised of, and it's funny because it, people can't see, but you are in dressed in white in a beautiful white room I'm dressed in black today and as it was then so I was wearing my tight white tight black like run um you know sort of cycling short type leggings and a black vest 
and you know hair scraped back like ready for like a mm, yoga class you know like I normally am and I walked into this beautiful kundalini class and there were all these lovely people in flowing white soft robes you know with little turbans and linen and and I walked in there and the teacher took one look at me and said right I did have a plan but we're going to change it and she led this class which was almost nothing like yoga to my mind we she put on music we were told to close our eyes and dance and feel and just move and um it shifted my energy I literally it blew my mind you know this was many years ago and it's always stayed with me and I've always wanted to find a kundalini class that I could go back to and experience that amazing kind of vibe that I got from it so what I really want to ask you is to tell me what why is kundalini so different what does it do because I experienced that shift in energy which is what I'm exploring in these podcasts is like how finding different modalities finding different ways of managing our energy and finding our balance and so on tell me I want to know about kundalini yoga yeah so um those are great. That's a great story. So I, I had done yoga for years and I had never heard of Kundalini yoga. Um, and I had, I was at the time I was really in not a good place and I was really searching for something that would help me. And I had tried so many different things. Like I had trained in all of these modalities, um, became certified in them. And I was basically at the time that I found Kundalini Yoga, I had a year and a half ago, I had left my job as an attorney and I had dedicated myself full time to basically finding answers, like finding, like, you know, understanding why I was so unhappy and how do I be happy and how do I have good health and um, you know, why am I here? You know, like kind of all of the questions. And so I tried all of these different things, given really all of my time, all of my energy, lots of money to, to all of these different things, training all these different things. And after a year and a half of doing that full time, so I'd done it obviously for years, but like I was doing it full time for this like year and a half. I actually found myself in a worse state than I was when I was like working. Wow. Yeah. My health, my health was worse. I felt worse about myself. Um, and it was like such a dark time for me because it was really this moment of like, you know, oh my goodness, what I'm searching for in life doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, this is just what Mm -hmm. life is. It's like, we, you know, it's hard. It's a struggle. We work really hard. It's monotonous. It's a grind. It's, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, it was at this time though. So I was about a year and a half out where I had left my job as an attorney and I could have gone back and continued to practice, but there was something in me that was just like, keep going, like keep trying stuff. And so one day I took a Kundalini yoga class and I didn't know what it was. And just like you said, it, it seemed, quite frankly, it seemed odd to me. <laughs> like some of the things we did, they they, they seemed odd. And uh, but you know, like I'm game. Like I was kind of like, I'll try anything. I'm looking for results. Yeah. So I 
Um, so I was taking this class and um, after the class, I felt different. And I like noticeably different. And so mm-hmm. I continued to take classes and the more I took them, the better I felt. It was like I started to feel more energized. I started to feel more inspired. I started to feel like more innately worthy and valuable. So these mm-hmm. were like major shifts that were happening. And so then after I had those experiences, I went and I got trained in it, not necessarily because I thought I would teach it. I just was like, what is this thing that's changing my life? Yeah. And as I trained in it, then I started to understand, okay, now I see why it's having the impact on me that it's having. And the more I did it, the more results I got. And so it was from that point then, like once I realized like, oh, this, this works. And now I kind of, I more understand why. Then I started mm-hmm. teaching it because I just wanted to share it with other people. Really. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because it had such a big impact on my life. But if I were to kind of, um, so kind of what, you know, makes Kundalini Yoga, um, I would say somewhat unique and I'm not, you know, my expertise now is in Kundalini Yoga. It's not in other types of yoga. Like I, mm-hmm. I did those for years. I practiced mm-hmm. them, but I never studied them. So, yeah. Yeah. um, but so what I can talk though about is Kundalini Yoga and, um, so what Kundalini yoga does is it's using postures and poses, which most yogas use. Um, but it's also using a lot of different breathing techniques. It's using mantra. So it's using sound. So it's using sound currents and sound vibrations that come from the science of nod or the science of sound. Um, it's using hand positions, eye positions, um, relaxation, meditation. It's using all of these things to create a result. And what it's doing is it's using all of those things is it's working on the physical body. And so it's working on critical systems of the physical body. So like the nervous system, the glandular system, the circulatory system, the immune system. It's also working on the mind. So it's helping helping you to control and direct your mind. It's working on subconscious like beliefs. So it's working on the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's working on an emotional level. So like, for instance, a lot of people, it's pretty common. We tend to suppress our emotions. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, it's like, we're kind of taking those emotions and we're just like kind of kind of throwing them inside of us in a sense, like just ourselves stuffing them down somewhere into a little corner where it's, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like they're still there, (laughs) you know, and they're kind of wreaking havoc in a way. And so Mm. it's dealing on an emotional level. It's also dealing, um, on an energetic level. So when we talk about like the chakras and we talk about the, 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 you know, what a lot of people term the aura or the electromagnetic field, it's working there too. So, what I would kind of say about Kundalini Yoga is that it's work, you know, we're complex and dynamic beings. There's a lot to us. We're more than just this physical body. And in fact, in the yogic sciences, we actually have 10 bodies. And so Kundalini Yoga, what it's doing is it's working like all parts of us, like all the different parts of us, all the different aspects of us. And it's doing it in one practice. And so I think that, you know, once I started to learn that and understand that, then I was like, oh, this is why I can go to like a class and it's having such a 
profound effect. It's doing Mm. all of this stuff at one time and it's using all of these kind of different avenues and ways in which to do it. So, you know, everything that you've described sounds wonderfully familiar. You know, I mean, in any, I think most yoga practices would claim to work on all of those things, you know, the, you know, obviously they have the poses and the meditation, breathing, um, you know, the chanting, all of those things are familiar. Hmm. But there's something in Kundalini that is, that is different. Now, if you were to compare, I don't know whether it's a valid thing to compare, probably one shouldn't, but what I'm trying to understand is the this because what I recall from that very that one class that I did was the softness of it, the fluidity of it. Is that a key or is that something that that teacher just did because she saw me coming in like a big black cloud and needed to <laughs> to diffuse me? What is it that's I'm trying to like work out specifically because I think most of my listeners they certainly meditate they probably practice yoga as well so what is it that they would recognize in their familiar practice that differentiates kundalini from say just hatha or ayanga or any of the other sort of uh, ashtanga so on what is it that's yeah, so that's a good question. So, you know, most Hatha yoga, to, to my knowledge, and when I practiced it, it was much more posture, posture based. Yeah. Um, than breathing based. Um, they didn't use sound currents. They didn't use, they didn't, you know, tap into like the frequency of sound. Like there's a lot of chanting in Kundalini yoga. Okay. Um, do you use the, so, like, the the seed sounds, obviously, Om, but do you use, you know, Vam, Lam, Ram, all of the, which I, you know, are the sort of the, the chants for each of the chakras, which resonate and have that specific frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are the chants that are used? So there's actually a, quite a large number of sure. mantras that are used in Kundalini Yoga. Yeah. yeah, and so and so it's really um broad in kind of like there are a number of different mantras and they all do different things. And so what they so what that does in the Kundalini Yoga practice is they take like for instance a mantra and then they combine that mantra with certain hand positions, eye positions, poses, postures. Okay to get a specific result. And so there's this really kind of vast number of kriyas and meditations in Kundalini Yoga that all do different things. And it's like they're using the mantras in kind of different ways. So it's like you can have the mantra and the mantra itself is effective. So if you're like Mm -hmm. to take them like a mantra, say – um, a specific mantra that's used for like healing or something. So you were to take this mantra that's used for healing and you were to just listen to the mantra, like mm. that would benefit you. Mm. And then in Kundalini Yoga, what they do is it's like, okay, here's the mantra. Now do it with this particular, we're going to do these hand positions and we're going to do this eye position. We're going to do these arm motions and we're going to do it for this specific amount of time. Okay. And there's so many like variations of that. And in Kundalini Yoga, it's not like there's um, a couple postures like or like 
kind of this like, here's the postures and poses to learn. The Kriyas, they're called, said that the, like when you go to a Kundalini yoga class, you're going to do what's called a Kriya, which is like, it's a set of postures and poses and different, and the breathing techniques in Kundalini yoga too, they're, they're quite, um, they're quite different and dynamic in a sense. And so it's like you go into Kundalini yoga with this thing called like a Kriya. And the Kriya, so first of all, like I don't come up with a Kriya. No, they are sort of set. They're set because they're, it's almost like what they are is they're like, they're, um, they're all these different things put together to get a very specific result. So there'll be like a Kriya for the glandular system and the nervous system and balancing it. There'll be a Kriya for creating self-love. There'll be, so, and so it's like you, you, you have these Kriyas that they're already like set. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're they're all different. <laughs> so it's a bit like a recipe. Like it's you're like you're, a you're recipe. making you're making pasta, but there's a lot of different ways to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like it the the it's not like the um the teachers set the kriyas. Like yeah. we don't. These are something that were set when Kundalini Yoga was brought over. These were like given to us when Kundalini Yoga was brought over to the West. Yeah. Um and so, and, you know, the, um, and so it does. So if you were to, so if you, you know, you went to a Kundalini Yoga class and it was a certain way for you, there's, the, the class is very immensely. So like, for instance, when I would go to like a Hatha yoga class, the classes, you could kind of know you're kind of in the same class, kind of doing a kind of similar thing. Yeah. Kundalini Yoga class is like... <laughs> Who knows what you're going to walk into? They're they're quite different. They yeah. they they look very different. They they feel different. Um, it's what I, it's definitely what I experienced, and and I love I love that that change that I can now from your description, which was really lovely. I can now get a picture of quite how effective these shifts in energy that you can really make a fundamental change through this kind of practice so it sounds absolutely fantastic it sounds fascinating as well yeah it's fascinating and I don't think you know we you know we it's like um I think we understand to a certain extent why it's so effective Mm. but I think sometimes too because it's doing all of these things at one time and it's doing them in these kind of different ways I think we're actually when I when I think of yoga in general and also this practice, it's almost like our kind of modern age. We're kind of catching up to it because, like the yogic scientists and the yogis, it's like they had more of a sense. I feel like of like the subtle realms. Mm-hmm. They were more kind of in tune with that, and they could kind of. I, th- I feel like in a sense, like they saw more clearly kind of what these things were doing. And yeah. what I would say about Kundalini Yoga is, you know, I you know, it's almost like we can like intellectualize about stuff. And that's such an interesting thing to do. But like experience is what gives us knowing. Yeah. And, and you can read all the books in the world about yoga, but there's no point. You need to just do it. Whichever you just one do, it. It. And just do it. Yeah. What I've seen through Kundalini Yoga, like it's, it's impact on me personally, like has just been like I knew it worked before I had an, any understanding of what it was. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. as I've seen it, it impact other people, yeah. um, 
but we do have like um there have been some scientific studies done on kundalini yoga and, and the kind of the the you know the different organizations kundalini yoga organizations are wanting more studies done but like for instance there was a study done and now one of the meditations one of the kriyas done in kundalini yoga you can actually read about it on like the i think it's like the alzheimer's research institute or something website because they basically have recommended this exact kriya to help people prevent that disease because they found in scientific studies the impact it has on the brain and what they did with the study it's so interesting so that particular kriya uses like i talked about the different hand positions in conjunction with mantra and eye positions and in the study they tried to see what would happen well what if we just do the hand positions and we leave out this specific mantra what would happen and then you get the same result so it's like I feel almost like we're kind of catching up to, in a sense, like why these things are so impactful. Like, so for instance, for that particular Kriya, you're saying Sa-Ta-Na-Ma as you're hitting the thumb against the different tips of the different fingers. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, you know, it's like, why is, why Sa-Ta-Na-Ma? Like, why, why did that have such this impact? And why with, when you just do the fingers without the mantra, so it's it's quite fascinating, really. That is extraordinary, isn't it? But this is the wonderful thing that I think as you, you know, as I explore all these different um, healing practices, that there is, that the body's wisdom is so much more, we're so arrogant to think in our teeny tiny little corner of the brain that we actually use, that we know how to make ourselves well through mm-hmm. taking a manufactured drug. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that one shouldn't take medicine because sometimes it's, it's obviously a, a very good use, you know, call for it. But the knowledge, the wisdom that the body has in terms of healing itself and what it actually knows um, within yourself, like that saying that, uh, you know, everything you need, you have within you is mm-hmm. so true. And when you find practices like this that just connect with that, because that's, it's sensory, it's, it's connecting, you know, I presume that the finger things is, is a direct sort of signals to the nervous system. You're, you know, the ends of your nerves, you're sending little signals along with the vibration, a movement of your tongue, uh, uh, you know, um, it's, uh, it's magic. It, it feels like magic because you don't understand it, but that's. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, these particular mantras, like, you know, we know that of course, you know, we've got the, the meridian points on the top of the the roof, the hard palate of the roof of the mouth. And when we hit those with the tip of the tongue, it sends like the signal to the hypothalamus, then it goes to the nervous system and the endocrine system. And it's almost like the mantras used, it's almost like they're like codes in a sense that we're able to like then put into ourself, like, okay, like here's the code for healing and here's the code for, you know, anti-anxiety or here's the code to help. You know, it's just, it's so fascinating because, but there are so many mantras in Kundalini Yoga. Like we start every class with what's called the Adi Mantra, but that's really the only mantra that's consistent throughout the classes. Right. Um, otherwise, there's so many different ones. And it's like, so why are all of these mantras so
so effective? Why do they, you know, do the things that they do? Like we kind of have an understanding why mantra works, but like why these particular mantras, you know what I mean? And why are these particular mantras so effective? And I don't think we have complete, I don't think we have. It sounds like they're doing the studies, you know, the Alzheimer's society have actually done, you know, the scientists are doing the studies to work out which ones work, but the why of it is a whole nother matter. And, and how, how did those um, ancient, you know, the presumably Kundalini, like all yoga is thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. How did they come? How how did it come to them to know that all of this was the particular mantra and the hand position and the, I think the eye thing, that's really fascinating to me as well, because I, you know, the, the position of the eyes, I mean, there's that common thing is like, if you're thinking about how to, if you're trying to recall something, you often look up to the left, don't you? That's a very, you know, sort of well-known thing. So moving the eyes does actually stimulate different parts of your brain, how you how you use it. So, I mean, it all makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But we don't understand it. You just have to do it. Do the practice. It's always the same mantra, if you like, do the practice, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's it's so true. And um, yeah, and so like in Kundalini Yoga, we, you know, one of the things too is with the eye position, you're stimulating the pituitary gland. Of course. Yeah, so it's like, you know, putting pressure on those different glands and the ways yeah. like you're putting pressure on that gland and stimulating it. But, but yeah, it really is like about, you know, it was like I did the practice and I had such dramatic change in my life. And I do understand though, you know, in a sense, like when we work on things like the other, you know, we work on things like the nervous system. Like, so when I was doing yoga before, and it might've just been the type of yoga I was doing, but no one really talked about, you need to strengthen and balance your nervous system, not just to handle challenges, but to handle actually things that feel good to you. Mm. You know Mm. what I mean? It was like, I didn't have that understanding. And so most of my life had been challenging and hard. And I didn't realize that my nervous system actually was almost like rejecting things that felt good to me. Like it wasn't like calibrated for it in a sense. It was like, no, no, we're not used to this. We're used to like the hard things. And so one of the things Kundalini Yoga focuses on really is like the nervous system and the balance of the nervous system. And, you know, it has different kriyas for the nervous system so that you're basically strengthening and balancing the nervous system so you can handle challenges, but you can also handle like your greatness. And, you know, it's things like that, that I like, oh, I didn't realize I had that. My nervous system could be weak in that way or imbalanced in that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I look at the Kriyas, so it's like, I have this understanding now, like, okay, we need a strong and balanced nervous system. But when I like look at the actual Kriyas and like, we're doing the actual Kriyas, you know, I can see like the Kriya will be like working the spine in this way or that way. But, you know, how it exactly goes into and strengthens and balances the nervous system, I'm not entirely sure. But I do know that, like, you know, there it was so fascinating to me how, like, after I, like, left my job, like, sometimes, like, I was working so, like, hard on myself. And it was, like, sometimes something good would come into my experience. And I'd be like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. It would go away so fast. Mm -hmm. It was, like, the most 
amazing thing. Like, how can this come and then just like leave? And when I started to work more on my nervous system to understand my nervous system more, it was like these things stopped coming and then just leaving. And it was like, it was almost like I was in, I, you know, it's like, we are so powerful. And it was almost like, I was like, no, I can't handle that. (laughs) I don't know what it's like to feel good. My, my body can't handle that. Let it, let's just get rid of it. Yeah. And so Again, it's like this such an interesting thing like, okay, I can understand that piece about like, yes, I need a strong and balanced nervous system. How these Kriyas actually do it, like it's kind of, I'm not entirely, like I, I see, again, I see they're working on the spine, but um, but I just know how differently my experience then has become since doing them. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I have, a, you know, my, my, my very crude knowledge of Kundalini yoga is that people talk about, you know, the serpent rising from, you know, the Kundalini snake rising up and so on. Mm-hmm. And what you were talking about in the terms of like affecting the nervous system, I want to see if we can tie together that. Do you use or um, is, is, is use of the chakras and awareness of the chakras something that is employed in Kundalini yoga? Because oh, yeah. when you've got, yeah, so it's the nadis, it's the flow of energy. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. the, and presumably, you know, this moving your spine in a certain way and creating the vibration in the mantras in a certain way, plus the eye movements and the stimulating the nervous system with the finger tapping and so on, um, is very, is directly affecting the nadis, the channels of through which our energy travel. And that sounds to me like it has to be a basic principle of kundalini yoga am i right oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah it definitely works on like the uses the chakra system the nadis so in the kundalini tradition the nadis there's seventy two thousand nadis that emanate from the navel point is that what you're yeah used to so in kundalini yoga too like some of the classes are like you said very like you know their flow and they're they might seem gentle or whatever and others quite frankly I mean, they're hardcore because they're working on the, like your abdomen, like your navel point. Yes. Working again with the nadis and the energy in them. And then also too, there are, it works a lot with the chakra system and, you know, systematically moving that energy up the spine and up through the different chakras. Wonderful. So you have online users, so you have your classes, but I also saw when I was looking at your website, you have um, courses. Just tell me a little bit, tiny bit about what your courses are all about. Cause... Yeah. So after I, so it was interesting. I, you know, I, I was a litigator. I, I was an attorney and I, I did have what we'd call success at that career, but it was always so like hard. <laughs> like it was just like, I felt like everything that I was doing, like all the the writing I was doing and the briefs I was doing, and it just, it felt like I could do it, but it was so hard. And I like, I remember, you know, I'd listen to these people and they would say like, oh, I wrote this book. And it just, it just like, I was, it was just inspired and it just like flowed through me kind mm-hmm. of like, I remember people saying things like that. Like they, like they had these kind of creative gifts and talents that they were like expressing. And my life had been so not that it was like everything I did, like, yes, I had success, but it was, it was like this grind. It was this hard work. Like I'm just like pushing this stuff out of me in a sense, you know, like pushing the rock up the hill kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. everything felt like that. And 
Um, but it was kind of confusing in the way because it was like, that's what it felt like to me. But yet I'm having all this like success and I got like really good grades when I was in school, but it was so hard. And so, um, and so I, and too, like I, I'd always wondered about myself, like, is there anything that I am really passionate about? Is there anything that I really like love? And after I started doing Kundalini yoga and after I had done it for a while, it was like it awakened in me like this, like my own kind of creativity and like what it was that I was passionate about in life. And I started to feel after I did Kundalini yoga, like so inspired, like where it was like things did flow through me in a way that I never like. I wanted that to happen. Like I remember sitting down as an attorney, like when I'd have this big brief to write, being like, oh, can this please just flow through me? You know what I mean? Like, can can this be easy in some way? But it never was. Yeah. It took me like a really long time. It was really hard. And it was like, you know, I finished it and I'd be like, oh, I'm just exhausted, you know, yeah. that I finished that. But after I started doing Kundalini Yoga, it really did. It's like it awakened in me this like this like it was like oh I am inspired oh I am passionate about things and your sacral chakra it's all sacral chakra mm-hmm. stuff that creativity that allowing things to flow yeah it, it's really interesting you say this because I interviewed a lady the other day who teaches tai chi because I'm exploring all these mm-hmm. different modalities and yeah. and this sacral chakra this finding your creativity finding your flow was something that came up with her as well this is a really mm. key thing in mm-hmm. in finding our thing, in finding our zone of genius, if you like, our place yeah. in this world. Yeah, I certainly think it plays a role. I don't think it's the um, only thing, of course. We're such course dynamic not. and complex beings. Yes, but yeah, of course, of course. But it's just, I just love it. certainly plays a role. And it's just when you say a whole lot of things and it just like, oh, mm-hmm. just like, mm, sits right into there. <laughs> into yeah. The- yeah. Okay, sorry, go on. So, so I had prior to doing Kundalini Yoga, I'd said this before, I tried all of these things that didn't work for me. And it was like after I started doing Kundalini Yoga, I started to see, okay, why didn't these things work for me? And what is it that actually works? Like, what is it that can really take us from, you know, states where we are feeling low energy or where we're feeling lethargic or where we're feeling like life is hard and it's a grind or, you know, where we're feeling like we don't really, it's almost like we kind of know who we are, but yet there's something missing and we're wanting more, you know, like kind of like, what are the answers to all the questions that I had when I, you know, left my job. And, and it was like, things started to become clear to me. And so what I did is I started to like, kind of work through more like, okay, if I do this, does this work? And if I do this, what kind of results do I get? And it was like, things just started to really come to me and flow for me. And then I was able to basically kind of use these kind of things that I, that kind of came through me and came to me and I kind of saw through like my own experiences and whatnot to kind of to take myself to even greater levels of clarity, of energy, of creativity, of happiness, um, and transform my life even more. And what came out of all of that was I ended up creating 
programs for people that basically set forth, you know, like what it is, like how do we really take ourselves to these, like these states that I would actually say are the states of who we are, true nature. Like how do we step into that? And, um, and also too, you know, as this stuff was like becoming clearer to me, well, I had considered going back to the practice of law before, once I started to realize, oh my goodness, we can have such a different experience than we're having. If we really understood ourselves and how we functioned, we can have such a different experience. Our lives can be transformed. And so that really became the thing that I am now just so passionate about. Like we can have a different experience. And so um, what my programs are really about are helping people step into that different experience of themselves so that they can lead the lives that they that they want to live, that they love to live. And I think that it's such a fascinating thing to me that, you know, I worked, um, I went to a top law school and I worked at one of the largest firms in the Southeast. And I was with these people who had like all of this success, you know, like if you look at like, look at our resumes or look on paper, you'd be like, wow, these people are really successful. They make all this money and they work for this, you know, this prestigious yeah. firm. And, um, and it's so interesting. It was like, we set this really kind of high bar for ourselves in terms of like the school we were going to go to and how much money we were going to make and all these things. But in terms of how we actually felt, I feel like we actually set quite a low bar ourselves it was not even a know? some for some people it's just like that's the end you know I think most people think well when I get to that school and I get that job and I'm making that amount of money then I will be happy yeah that's what most people think they think mm-hmm. that's that's the end of the rainbow when I get to all of those mm-hmm. things and yeah. you found you got to the end of that particular rainbow that everyone was going oh well done you know big round of applause to Cara because she's made it and you're like, mm-hmm. but I feel empty. I feel nothing. This yeah. is actually worse than nothing. I feel awful. And so it's really inspiring, actually, to hear you say, actually, I just left that behind because that was not what actually was going to make me happy. Yeah. And and the, the, it's such a travesty to me, too, that, again, like we we have these people, like they work so hard to get these things that they think will make them happy. And the thing is, is like, it's, it's like what I found in that profession was I wasn't the only person who wasn't happy. I'm not saying everybody wasn't happy, but, um, to me, it was such a travesty. Like you've got these people who've worked so hard, who are talented, who are intelligent. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying they're in my profession. I'm saying that's people generally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... Such a travesty that we're we're living in these states where we're not happy. We're living in these states of low energy. We're living in these states of, you know, where we think life is hard. We're living in states of constant worry. We're living in states of constant fear. We're living in states of stress yeah. and overwhelm. Yeah. And, you know, what I found in, you know, when I was in that environment, it was like, and I don't think it's just that environment, but that's what I was in. Um, it's like, it's like people treat that as if, well, that's just normal. Yeah. This is what yeah. life is. Accept it. It's accepted. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just accept like that. That's just, what, and you know, like, listen, if you make a lot of money and you have a good job, you have it better than most. So you know what? Just really just accept it. Like you should be happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but, you know, and it's like, 
I understand that we treat that experience as as normal, but it's not normal. It's been normalized, but it's not normal, meaning it's not our fundamental nature. It's not who we are. It's not the experience we can have. We can have an experience where we are just like reveling in this experience, where we are just like reveling in ourselves and our creativity and our beauty and our greatness and in our magnificence, where we are just like so enjoying like other people in our relationships where we're kind of like walking around in states of like, wow, this is really an amazing experience. And I'm really an amazing being. Yeah. Being present actually yeah. like being present because I think that former state that you're talking about where, you know, in, in fear and, and all of those horrible states that overwhelm and stress that we are, you know, that's because people are living either looking back regret and all they're looking forward and fear and, and oh, I've got to get this done. And, and it's that goal orientated life that is forward looking, but not ever do you actually look down, you know, to where you are. And, and that's the, 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 you know, that's the, the essence of it is to learn to live in the present moment. So every light molecule that enters your, you know, <laughs> enters into your brain, you can go, that is magnificent. That is beautiful. Yeah. That's where the, the contentment and the, and the joy of life begins when you learn to live in the now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, and I think too, you kind of touched on this too, but it's like, we are so kind of external focused mm. too. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, um, Kundalini yoga is about, I'm not saying just Kundalini yoga, but that's just what I know is Kundalini yoga. Yeah. Um, it's very much, and you know, it, it's very much focused on you knowing you yeah. and you being you and your own creativity and who you are and what developing my, a really intimate relationship with the self with the, and really that's the most important relationship you will ever anyone will ever have of course, of course. Yeah. yeah yeah and so, so your courses bring that out through what sort of what how how do you do it what's your yeah so I have two courses one is called the foundation and one is called thoughts and so the foundation is really it's a deep dive into you into understanding you know who you are and how you function and this is something like I know most people would be like I know who I am I know how I function like I know most people would say that I would have said it too the fact is I didn't I didn't I didn't know who I was this is the truth. I really didn't. And I would say, and I didn't understand how I functioned. And I would say, you know, if someone's living in these states of fear and worry and stress and overwhelm, I would say, actually, you you don't actually know who you are and how you function. Um, because your fundamental nature is, is far different from that. And yeah. so yeah. the foundation is really, it's a deep dive into the person. And I think really like that's one of the most, um, I mean, you want to, talk about spending your time doing something that's that's worthwhile to really dive into you because again we have such this outward focus we have such this outward focus on other people and comparing ourselves to other people and what other people are doing and how we're presenting to other people and we spend all this time doing all of this education about all of this stuff outside of us and it's like we really know ourselves and who we are and how we function and so how I set that out in the program is I have recorded information. So 12 weeks of recorded information, 
kind of lays out the, these like principles and understandings. And I do that because again, as a, when I was a busy attorney, it's like, I didn't have time to sit around and people explain stuff to me. Like that's <laughs> just like, not, that's not what I had. So <laughs> I wanted to make this like super efficient and super effective. So it's like, you have the recordings, you listen to them at your convenience. You can listen to them while you're like walking or doing dishes or whatever. And then, um, we have one-on-one sessions that I do with people too, because I think that's really important to, to, to not just listen to information, but to really be with someone who can help you like, because we really live in our own kind of worlds. And so we kind of need that perspective Mm. of somebody else to kind of be like, let me show you what, like what you're doing here is just so you can kind of get that vantage point perspective. Um, and in the program, also people get access to my Kundalini yoga classes. Mm-hmm. I customize practices for them. And then on top of that, I do these, um, readings for people. I don't know if you're familiar with these. One is called, um, a manifesting blueprint and one is called a soul realignment reading. Have you ever heard of those? I have heard of a soul realignment reading, not of the, not the first one. No. Okay. But I, I'm I'm sort of giggling to myself a little bit because our courses, you know, I'm so happy to have, to have found you and to be talking to you because it feels like our our work is so aligned. We just come mm. at it with a slightly different kind of um, methods, you know, because my mm. courses, again, it's like it's recorded stuff, it's classes, it's meditations, it's one-to-one or group contact, depending on which course you join. And I also, I do chakra readings. So, and they are crazy okay. accurate. So I'm, I'm interested to know how, how do you do your readings? Are they, do you use a dowser or do you, how do you do those? Because presumably. Yeah, so the, yeah. The manifesting blueprint is, um, it's basically, it's, it goes into what a person's gifts and talents are, um, the polarity of those gifts and talents. And then it goes into, how an individual is uniquely structured to thrive in this experience. So we're all structured to thrive differently. So it's kind of like what makes us really thrive? How do we really create? How do we really create like abundance in this experience? How do we really have what we want? And then the soul realignment reading is that goes into like, it's actually quite detailed. It goes into all sorts of things like soul vibration rate, um, it goes into like why, so, you know, why are certain people like experiencing kind of the same kind of things over and over again? It's like if you have something in your life where it's like different faces, different places, but like I kind of keep doing the same thing over and over yeah. again. Same relationship happens, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. It goes into like why, why, why is that happening? And so to understand that it goes into both past life um, situations okay. and it also looks at present life situations kind of what what keeps happening but it's actually quite detailed reading that looks at like a lot of different things to kind of get that information and then the reading goes into okay now what do you do different so that you don't have these anymore like what can you do differently um that reading comes from the akashic records and then the um the manifesting blueprint it's like kind of through the akashic records like you go through the akashic records but you actually go to a slightly different dimension (laughs) to get that information yeah but i've similar to like your chakra readings i have found these readings like of all the things i tried these readings the accuracy has blown me away it blows me away it yeah every time I, i you know you meet a complete stranger 
on Zoom, you 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 know, for me, I've got here's my friendly crystal that I use to to do, and it and it just it just knows, you know, mm-hmm. you um, and they're they're always one hundred percent accurate. And I've only had one person who came back and said, "Doesn't sound like me." No, no, it doesn't sound familiar. And I was like, that's weird. That's never happened before. And then like two days later, I got an email going, yeah, it, it was right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> it's extraordinary how connected our energy is when you start just, you know, I feel like I'm just sort of touching the, 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 the finest threads on the outside in terms of being able to connect. But as soon as you just touch that, that, tiny point like what's accessible to you in terms of energy and energy connection yeah blows my mind every single time I do a chakra reading I absolutely love it yeah we we are so much more powerful than we think we are and Hmm. there's so much more available to us than we have been kind of taught that there is available to us yeah Yeah. so yeah and the akashic records it's so interesting that these readings kind of came to me because in kundalini yoga they do talk about the akashic records it is something that's talked about and taught about and so it was just interesting that i ended up doing yeah readings of an akashic record yeah (laughs) amazing this is fantastic the story is incredible i think um you know we've i'm as always inspired by everybody I talk to, but I, f- I find what you've done is, is really, really inspiring. And I will direct people to your website. You know, for your listeners, I offer free discovery calls because I really want whatever is going to work best for the person. So happy to talk to anybody to see, you know, like you said, there's so many different ways we can approach things. Exactly. And I, I do think there are, you know, certain people are really just kind of called in a sense to certain ways, like certain things just really resonate with them and speak to them and help them. And that's what I'm after for people. So no, well, me too. You know, I mean, it's, you know, my, my work through the chakras is very, you know, it's it's very aligned with what you do, but it needs to resonate. You know, like I do discover Mm -hmm people and I say listen just talk and if it's the right fit then it's the right fit and if it's not yeah. it's not a big deal yeah personally all I want to do is help people to find whatever that thing is that lights them up inside that's going to help them on their journey to getting to a place where they feel whole and happy and content and living their life to their best you know in their best creativity and all that mm. so, I love that I love that because it's just, that is so possible for people. I mean, if, if I can do it, <laughs> believe me, I was not in a good place before. If my life can be transformed, really, it can happen for anyone. And I just love that there's so many options now for people yeah. and, and that there's so many people too out there saying like, this is possible. You can have a different life. And at the same time, though, it is still like there are so many people who aren't getting to experience that and, or who haven't experienced that. And like the time is now, man. I mean, (laughs) like you can have such a different experience. And so I really, I do that. Thank you for having me. And I really also appreciate the work that you're doing. And I really enjoyed hearing about it. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me, Cara.
And I'm hoping that some of, because I've got lots of listeners in America and I'm hoping they're all going to come flooding towards you. Because <laughs> I think it's, it's your course sounds absolutely stunning and you're and um yeah and they can come and join in and and I'm thinking that in the new year I might buy a few classes and come and come and try out your kundalini yeah well thank you yeah we'd love to have you and um 